0: But then the immediate question that I had when I first heard about this is like, how does it actually work? Like, where is it getting the information from? How is it deciding what to write? What is the deal with that? My name is Jacqueline. This is The Digital Dive, a conversation about tech. I'm one of your hosts. Josh is actually not here this week, guys. He has some really exciting news that I think he's gonna share with you soon. But because of that, I'm gonna be solo hosting. But it will still be a fun episode. I promise you have my word. And let me know on Twitter at the end of the episode if you liked it. This week, we're breaking down Chat GPT which is this AI writer kind of from a company called OpenAI, which took the internet by storm earlier this summer with some artificial intelligence around images. But chat GPT is literally all over my Twitter timeline. And I feel like a lot of people, one, don't understand how it works, and then two, don't understand the significance of it. So this episode, we're going to be breaking it down like a beginner's guide to chat GPT. And also one of my best friends is so into chat GPT. She's actually the reason why I got so interested in it. So I would love to have her on the podcast to talk more about it in another episode breaking it down. So if you're interested in that, please let us know on Twitter at Digital Dive Pod. We're going to roll the intro right now and then we'll hop into it. Also, guys, I went through the Apple Podcast ratings and y'all are the best. I'm going to shout out one of the people that left a rating. And if you leave a rating, if you leave a star rating, it really helps the podcast get out to more people. And then also we're shouting out a different one every single episode. So this week's shout out goes to... Brian Dan. And he says, <laughs> I just want to listen to Miss J talking. Awesome tech cast, but seriously, MBT's voice is my favorite. It calms me. And I cannot even tell you how much that it calms me made my day. <laughs> like I think one of my core goals with making content is just making people feel better. And so like that literally warmed my heart, made my whole day, smiled at my phone, all nine yards. <laughs> um, the best. Thank you so much for that rating. And now we're going to talk about Chat GPT because." it's kind of a big deal in the overall AI space, internet space, and I feel like there are a lot of different ways to kind of approach this, where you can look at it from like a content creator perspective or a media company perspective, or even a student perspective on like getting essays written for you. So just a baseline level, if you haven't heard about it yet, ChatGPT is basically this AI software that's like an advanced chatbot where you input in a prompt basically, and then the chatbot will respond back to you. So for example, you can say, write me an essay about why 5G is terrible. And then it will kind of use the entirety of the internet to kind of inform its opinion. And it will then write basically an essay for you. You can ask it questions like, hey, what's a good restaurant recommendation? And and so in that way, it's also kind of like this combination of Google and also a chatbot because it can answer these prompts. And it's attracted the attention of millions of people because obviously the implications are vast. So from a student perspective, I think we should take that one first because I've been seeing my time on a lot of people being like, this is going to change the education system. It means that for a student, like let's say they have to write a five page essay. In theory, they could ask the chatbot to write it. Then you get into the ethics of if that's okay, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But I'm saying in theory, because chatbot, like chat GPT is very similar to Dolly, where when you ask a simple thing, it always gets a little bit of information wrong and you don't really know what information is actually wrong. So if you were asking it to write about a topic that you knew nothing about, it would be really hard for you to fact check it. And where it actually gets more exciting, this is what Marquez was also saying, is when you ask it for like something very niche and complex, so right? With Dolly, which was the image generation system, if you asked it something like, a picture of a cat. It would look a little bit off and it would be like, meh, like this is fine, but not amazing. But when you ask it for like a picture of a cat holding a cold brew in outer space, then it's amazing because obviously that picture doesn't exist. And so the fact that it's able to make anything like it that looks semi-realistic, it's really impressive. Same thing with ChatGPT where When you ask it something simple, like a question, it may get it wrong more times than Google. But if you ask it for something really complex, like on Wave 4, Marquez asked it, like write a story about Marquez Brownlee having to take over for Santa Claus on Christmas Eve. And the story was like really, really well written. It followed the three-act structure. There was like a little bit of a joke at the end. And this is all coming from the AI system, right? But then the immediate question that I had when I first heard about this is like, how does it actually work? Like, where is it getting the information from? How is it deciding what to write? What is the deal with that? And I did a little bit of research. Actually, my best friend who I mentioned earlier sent me this really interesting podcast, which we can leave in the show notes. But basically in this podcast, they were talking about how they trained the AI system. And basically what they said is there are two different rounds of training. So the first round of training is basically people actually replying to prompts and kind of inputting it into the system to kind of give the AI like a machine learning element where it has the baseline, some answers to some questions. And then once it did that, then it had the AI develop its own answers and then they rated the answers, and then the third round of that was combining the two different things to kind of get like the highest level of accuracy. And so some people would say that this is not very different than a chatbot, but the area where it becomes different is that it feels like there's like a sense of almost like creativity with chat GPT, but there's actually not. It's just a really advanced language model. It uses statistics to predict what word would come next based on the previous word. It's not thinking creatively like, oh, this would make the most interesting story. But because the internet has such a vast array of content and articles and examples of different stories and people actually writing about different topics, it's able to kind of use that to inspire itself, which brings us to the second question that I had, which was, is this going to replace like the creative industry? And from testing it a lot, and my friend also tested a lot with a bunch of different prompts, like, here's something I've written before, what would be a cool next topic, things like that. And it was like really good results. So I think that the answer is that in the current version, it feels like we're one to two steps away from this really being like significant and like finalized and, and to the point where maybe you can't tell the difference between AI and an actual human writing it. But- I think that creativity is such an intangible thing that because it's using source material from other people, I think that will still that most excellent writers in the world are still gonna have an edge over a computer. And obviously, if we think about us as computers, like in a sense we kind of are because we're also inspired by things that we read online in the same way that the AI would be. So like for example, when I first started making tech videos, I was heavily inspired by Casey and Marquez and Justine and Crystal and TLD Today. Like all these people kind of inform my style. So like if you watch one of my first videos, one of them probably feels really similar to Marquez. And then another one feels really similar to Casey. And then another one may feel really similar to Ed from TechSource, right? I was definitely inspired. And then over time as an artist, you kind of, (laughs) this is going to sound like so pretentious, but you kind of like craft your style. So it's like, oh, I really like the top-down shots that Marquez has done. Let me add that to my thing. Oh, I really like the way Casey sets up a hook for a video. Let me add that. And then your art kind of becomes a unique blend of all these different people that inspired you. And then it becomes your own style. And I think that that's kind of how any creative endeavor works. Like we're all inspired by people that have done it before us. That kind of gives us a framework to then kind of be creative on top of. And so in the same way that we do that, the AI is also doing that. It's just that we also have like the human taste for what we like, right? So like I can read an article and be like, something about this just feels really good. Like it was satisfying to read. The AI obviously can't really differentiate between an article that feels like emotionally satisfying and an article that doesn't. It may just pull from both of them. And so from a creativity standpoint, I think that the ways that I'm personally going to use this chat GBT right now is for like writer's block for getting like a baseline thing written down and then for inspiration. And so for like, let's say for example, Darsh and I wanted to come up with podcast topics and we were kind of having a week where we're like, there's nothing really in the news. What should we talk about? We could give it the prompt of our previous episodes and then say, recommend some new topics. And maybe the topics it recommends won't be the actual things that we do, but maybe it will say, Do a video, do a podcast episode on how NAS storage works. And maybe we'll be like, hmm, I don't know if I want to do that, but maybe let's do an episode on iCloud storage and why it's so expensive every month, right? So things like that, I think are really interesting in kind of, we live in this kind of idea economy where the best ideas right now are rising to the top on the internet. Like you can make an excellent podcast or video, but if people aren't inherently really interested in the topic, it just is not going to do as well. And so having idea generation is one of the biggest assets for any creative team. So, I think that the chat GPT is going to be really helpful for that. I also think for writer's block, let's say you have um, an essay to write, or you're writing a video or a podcast from a creative perspective but you don't really know where to start. You can ask it for a start and maybe you're not gonna obviously like copy exactly what it says, but maybe you'll be like, oh, I really like the way it structured it. I'm gonna use some inspiration. That brings us into this topic of plagiarism and like how much is it actually writing on its own versus just like copy pasting from articles. And right now there isn't really a clear answer. I also think it's like very topic dependent. Like if there's a topic that's like universally known, like how Apple was founded, for example, it would be able to kind of make its own take because there's so many articles on it. But if it's like a very niche topic and it's only able to find a couple, then we get into this issue of like, is it plagiarism? Like when does inspiration become stealing? And this is an issue that we saw, especially with like the AI image generation. Some of the source images that it was using had the signature of the artist on it. And so sometimes when the image was actually rendered out, the signature would still be there showing where it got its inspiration from. And then that kind of becomes the shady situation for these artists that are putting so much time into creating a piece of art. And now someone else is just regenerating something similar using the image AI generator. So I think as we get into the next versions of this, plagiarism and intellectual property rights are going to become huge, like even more important than they are now. I think the internet has really exemplified this need for intellectual property and understanding what ownership is and what creation is because anyone can kind of create now online. It's very democratized, which is amazing, but it also means that there's a lot of copycats. Like for example, think about YouTube. Mr. Beast is copied constantly by so many YouTubers with a lot of success, right? So it's like, How much is just getting inspired by someone else versus stealing someone else's hard work? I think it's going to be question number one. And then question number two, I think it's going to be the fact checking. It often gets at least a little bit wrong when it's actually giving you an answer. And it's hard to know what the wrong thing is if you don't have knowledge of the topic. So that's chat GPT. That's like a quick little breakdown. I just feel like I've been seeing it all over Twitter. And I feel like one of the main goals of this podcast is to provide education to The digital live community. So, when you go to a dinner party or you're in a conversation with someone at work and they're like, oh, what's the latest in tech? Because you're known as the tech person, you have the knowledge to actually talk about this. And I feel like there's been so much confusion or people on the internet just assuming that people already know how ChatGPT works or like what the use cases are, what the problems are. And then they're kind of just like showing an example of it. But I think it's so important to have the background. And I personally didn't know the background earlier this week. So, I thought that this episode would be helpful. And so, I hope that it sparks an interesting conversation for you and a friend or a colleague or family member. If it does, please let us know either in a review or on Twitter. And also seriously, would love to have my best friend on to talk about this. So if you want to hear a more extended episode on how the platform works in more detail, but then also all the different ways that we think machine learning is going to evolve, please let us know. Thank you so much for listening to this one. We'll be back the Monday after next Monday. So I know that's like so confusing. We need to figure out a better way to explain schedule, but basically every other Monday there will be a new episode. So this Monday there's one, next Monday there's not, and then the following there will be one. On that last, last note, I know we always do stuff we like this week, so I want to make sure we get that in. My stuff we like this week for this week is actually this video, Keller Swift, it's called Directors on Directors. It's her and another prominent director discussing kind of her directorial debut and where she wants to go with the career. And I truly believe so much that she's going to become one of the greatest directors of all time. Like I just think that she crushes in every single medium and I will not be surprised at all if she becomes like the number one director in the next couple of decades. She's so excellent and driven and just a beautiful storyteller and definitely cannot be replaced by AI. All right, thank you guys so much. Happy Monday. Hope you have an incredible start to the week and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye.